everybody. You're very welcome to the next episode of the Garden of Confidence. And I'm so excited for my guest today. So it's Sharon DeMake from Ireland's Got Curves. And we're going to be talking today about everything to do with self-love. So get ready for 30 minutes of feeling wonderful. Um, Sharon, you're very welcome. Hi, Sharon. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, So I suppose our topic today is self-love. And I would have met you last year in the Women's Inspire Conference. And when I first met you, I remember the impression you left on me was just this bubble of energy, of happiness and enthusiasm. It was very, I found it very infectious. Um, And I suppose I've just presumed that's the way you always were, you know, and yeah, and it was only then from talking to you and, you know, getting to know you better that I've seen a bit of your journey um, through Ireland's Got Curves and through your new self-love program. So I suppose maybe if we go back a few years and if you explain, look, this is where I was and this is where I am now and these are the steps how I got there. Yeah, I suppose, um, I suppose the first thing I want to say about self-love Excuse my poor finger. I just caught a glance on it. I cut it yesterday cooking dinner. And the first thing I want to say about self-love is self-love isn't about being selfish. It's not about being um, in love with yourself in a way that's arrogant, that's narcissistical, that is, um, you know, selfish. Self-love is 100% not selfish. And I suppose people say, well, you know, that's for people that, you know, it's okay to be in love with yourself and do all this kind of stuff. But unless you have self-love, you cannot fully give to other people what they deserve, other people in your life. Um, And I know that sounds a bit like, wow, revelational. But it is, because you cannot give what you don't have. So, for example, if you ask me now, Sharon, for an apple, I do not have an apple. I cannot give you an apple. I cannot give you what I don't have. So if I don't have love for myself, respect for myself, confidence in myself, how can I fully give to other people? Okay. But I think sometimes when we hear the word, so self-love and self-care, it's becoming more and more common that we're hearing about. I don't think it's more common we're doing it, but I think it's more common that it's people are saying you need to do this, you need to do this. But I think, and I even maybe definitely with me, I hear the word and I recoil a little bit back or I shudder a little bit. I have to say I, I'm not naturally accepting it and going, yes, here I go. I don't know why it is. Um, and maybe were you the same? Were you the same a few years ago? Did you experience that feeling too? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I often hear buzzwords. I heard things like, you know, affirmations and journaling and um, all these kind of things, mantras and all of these kind of things. And I just brushed it off as a bit foo-foo. But then people that had nothing more to do with them t- themselves and no time and are just like, I've got to get busy in the real world. That's not for me. But I can promise when you find self-love, and I mean, I'm not fully self-loved. I never will be. It's a journey for life. But once you're on that road, your life will change. I sound like a cult or a religion preaching, but your life will change. You will become more effective, more infectious. You will become a person that people want to be around. And that gives you 
I'm not going to say power in a narcissistic way, but it gives you the ability to enjoy life to the fullest. We only have one life. I know, I know. And was there something that triggered your journey on this? Was there one day you woke up and went, enough, and I am going this way? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've been not answering your question like a bit of a politician. Um, Yeah, so basically all my life I never fitted in. I did not fit in. From the moment I was born, I did not fit in. Um, I can't say too much because like every good guru, I have a book coming out (laughs) at the end of November. But um, I didn't fit in. I didn't fit in culture-wise. I didn't fit in um, religion-wise. I didn't fit in physically and um, quite the opposite to having curves I was like tall lanky and just didn't fit in I was always tallest in my class adults will treat me like I should be the responsible one okay. um, because I looked older my peers hated me for being the responsible one and um, yeah I really didn't fit in and um, for lots of reasons lots of um emotional guilt, lots of trying to please people. I made some bad decisions in my life. When I say bad decisions, um, I don't regret things. But, you know, I don't believe people make mistakes. I believe people make learning steps. But by God, I had a lot of learning steps. <laughs> so I suppose, um, you know, by the time I was 40, I was married. I had my family. I was an adult. I should have been adulting, but I was still holding on to this um, trying to please people, trying to fit in and not being my full, true, authentic self. Because I'd hidden away myself so long, I wasn't my authentic self to myself, so therefore I couldn't be to anyone else because I didn't know who I was. And something amazing happened when I turned 40. It was like a bucket came along with confidence and I put in all the crap and sent it back. I can't explain what was the moment that I woke up. There wasn't like a real light bulb aha moment. I suppose I just matured and I just had enough of pleasing everyone. And I was like, life's moving on. I'm 40. Maybe I'm midway past my life. Who knows? Um, I need to get my stuff together. Wow. I'm 40 next month, Sharon. (laughs) I've been dreading it. Now I'm thinking, might not be too bad. It's amazing, like, you know, the cliche, life begins at 40. Oh, my gosh. Um, Part of my religious background that I was raised with, I never celebrated birthdays. I'd never put a big emphasis on birthdays. Um, For my 40th, I had eight birthday parties. Wow. (laughs) Not just in Ireland, but abroad. I just knocked it out of the park and made up for my lifetime. Um, Turning 40, being in your 40s, is a wonderful, wonderful experience. I love it. I want every day to last. Okay, brilliant. And so I suppose, like you said, you came into your 40s and you realized things had to change or you went, you know, I'm just not going to live this way anymore. Did you have to try different things? I mean, I suppose you didn't go to bed one night and go, I'm not going to live this way anymore. And then tomorrow go, oh, this is great. This is the new me. So there must have been some kind of transition or some things that you actually tried to move along that way. Yeah, I suppose... um, I started my journey by saying, okay, what's the meaning of life? You know, all the things that I've been taught, let me find out, let me look into things. But I also looked into my journey as how can I make myself a better person? I mean, I wasn't going out to 
I wasn't in prison. I wasn't like running riot, but I wanted to make myself a better person, my family's life better, and um, just to really utilize the rest of life, you know. And <laughs> um, I remember watching um, an inspirational talk, and I'm trying to think um, who it was. It might have been Morgan Freeman, I could be wrong, but there was music playing in the background, and there was just words popping up, and I think it was him because the voice was so soothing and like, and I remember it making different points, and I can't fully remember what the points were, sorry guys, but I remember it saying, and I was just like, it makes more sense to live life to its fullest. Um, I'd always been someone that said, gosh, if I, was, if I was with my children and we were hungry and we were starving, of course I'd give my children my last crumb. Yeah. And then I kind of saw this thing and it changed the whole thing of how you cannot function you're no good to your child if you give them the last crumb and you can't provide for them after that they're just gonna you're just prolonging death for them and I was like it just clicked with me you know the whole putting on your mask first on an airplane before attending to someone else's and then I was like yeah I really need to look at my life and make my life happy I suppose very judgmental of me I would look at women doing things and think oh well that's a bit show-offy that they'd like leave their kids and go off and do this or that I was so judgmental of people and now I understand why how wonderful people are when they are full and enriched and happy that they can give so much more so then I realized it's actually selfish not to be and fully enjoying my life so I suppose that was the transition then I started looking into how to do it how to um go on my journey and the internet's an amazing thing it's just an amazing thing and I remember when I turned 40 then I said okay I want to spend some time developing me I've not got that much left I used to be a plus-size model so I contacted my model agent in England and um, I had a meeting with her and she was like, you haven't changed your bit. Look at you, you look great, blah, blah, blah. And she got me work straight away, modeling again. And that was a real boost to someone. Like at that time, I had seven children. So it was quite a boost that that could happen. <clears throat> and then I decided, okay, I want to do something in Ireland. And um, there wasn't much in terms of plus size modeling or anything like that. So I entered a beauty pageant. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> so out there I'd never even been to a beauty pageant and I just said look I'm going to do this for the fun and see where it takes me That's and um, again I just googled how do you win a beauty pageant and um, I won I was like and I, I have your google winning. history Sharon I'd love to see your google history now over the last couple of weeks <laughs> oh yeah I need to delete it I say but um yeah so I I was in my 40s I was a size 18 and I was competing with girls that were size 12 and up because it was a curved, miscurved island. And they were 18 years old and up. And I went in and I won it. And I think it was just because I just didn't care. I was just being true. You have an interview and I was just being my authentic self. Yeah. And I realized that people like who I am. I don't have to pretend. And um, so then that went on. So then in the new year then I'd lost a bit of weight and I decided New Year's Eve because I do three big things each year for me that make um, knock it out of the park big okay. resolutions 
who decided to do a triathlon. <laughs> so I said, that's three in one. So I Googled how to do a triathlon on January the 1st. And on April the 9th that year, I completed my first triathlon wow. and loved it and loved it. Wow. So fabulous. I suppose um, when I started doing things like on a bucket list of what I wanted to do, it made me happier because I was achieving what I wanted to do myself, things that I'd always dreamt of doing but never did. Yeah. But then I started my anti-bucket list, <laughs> which okay. was my bucket list of things that I've done to please people that I'm never going to do again because they <laughs> weren't for me. That is a brilliant idea. And while you're talking about that, what I'd love to know as well is, I mean, this change you were going through, people don't like change. And the people around us even dislike change even more, especially when we're changing because it means they have to change. So when you tell us about the anti-bucket list, I'd love to know as well, you know, your family and your friends, were they a bit kind of resistant to this new Sharon or did they go, hello, where have you been? You're making our lives a lot happier by you being happier. Yeah, they absolutely love me for it because I went from, I mean, I've always been a people, you know, there's a difference between genuine, genuine and kind of fake genuine, if you know what I mean. Like my heart was always in it doing things for other people. Don't get me wrong, as the type of person that would do anything for anyone. And it's not like if someone asked me to do something now, I'd be like, no. I am probably one of the most helpful people that my friends know because they're always like, you're always down, you're always encouraging and helping people and everything else. But I do it because I want to do it, not because I want them to be my friend or not because I want to fit in. I do it because I want to do it. I'm not expecting anything back from people. I'm not looking at doing things for people as an investment. I'm just a happy person. If someone wants me, it makes me happy just to say, yeah, sure. But there were times when I would say no, and I, it wouldn't suit me. And that's been huge. And I found, you know, you asked the question, how did people react to that? They just asked someone else. Really? Because that would be one of my um, things that I really struggle with. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on this, is setting boundaries and saying no. And it's, you know, my brother is so straight, right? He's just black and white. And I remember something before and I was panicking going, how will I tell this person I can't do it? And he said, Sharon, you say no. No is a full sentence. And he was just like, come on, why are we even talking about this? And I was like, um, so for you to be able to now just say, you say no and you don't overthink it and someone just asks someone else. Yeah. That's, that's a whole episode that I want to cover and learn about. Yeah, because no is such a powerful word. Word, um, We always see no as negative, like because we're told not to do things and we see it as something that's negative. But if you're the person that can't say no to Mary meeting you at 8 o'clock tonight, to Sandra meeting you at 8 o'clock tonight, to Jimmy meeting you at 8 o'clock tonight in all different places, you're going to let them down Yeah. by yeah. saying yes you're going to let people down. If I say, no, I actually don't have time to, I'm not saying that someone has to be like, no, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, if you can't do something, don't want to do something, why commit to things? And what would happen is you end up then neglecting your business because you don't have time for it. You neglect your family because you're looking after someone else's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, saying no is not, and you'll find people that ask a lot, if you say no to them, they'll just ask someone else. They, it really is more effort up back to them. Yeah. And you invest so much time in thinking, oh, I'm letting them down. I've often seen it when I started saying no, and I think, well, how could they? I mean, how selfish was I by thinking I was the only person that was indispensable? I never looked it? at it that way. I have never looked at it that way to think, yeah, like surely they can ask somebody else. Or I've never looked at it that way, Sharon. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And you're doing um, mentorship now. So you've set up a whole self-love club or well what's the proper way for me to describe it it's yeah I'm I mean it's still a journey so I'm not exactly sure how to describe it myself which doesn't help but um I just it's like finding a new religion it's just like this makes me so happy this makes life for people so much better I need other people to you know I'm preaching you know I need other people to feel this buzz you know, as you said, it is infectious, but yeah. people get infected for a little while and then it wears off and then they're back to their normal way of thinking. So by doing the self-love club, basically Island Scott Caves is an event, but during COVID we haven't had our physical event this year. And I was getting a lot of messages from people, especially around body image and things like that, that were just like down. We've all been down because of COVID, yeah. you know, and um I started talking to people and I said, look, the more messages I, I was like, look, we need to actually set up something and grow together. So the self-love club at Islands Got Curves is an online Facebook membership group. So it's um, $4.99 a month. It's like I kept the price really low, price for a cup of coffee, you know. Um, and we have like, so there's certain set days. So hashtag Monday me time is for Monday where we put in our um promise and accountability of what we're doing for ourselves this week. Ah, brilliant. brilliant. We have um, our Wednesday wins on Wednesday, so we celebrate the positive things in life. And by celebrating what we can do, it convinces us to further on what we can do, if that makes sense. So when you make an affirmation and say, I can do this, but you've no evidence to back it up, you don't believe it. But if you look at your wins and celebrate them, you can say, well, I can do this because last week I did that. Okay. So it's kind of a way of that. Um, we have our fri- Fix It Fridays. Hashtag Fix It Fridays is all them things you put on the back burner. It encourages you to do it on a Friday. Get something. Head into the weekend with a little bit of weight off your shoulders. Okay. And I often say if you put stuff on your back burner, it's going to burn you out. And that's simply it. And. Um, Saturday, we have our selfie Saturday, which encourages members to put a selfie of themselves into the group. And I don't care if they take 100 before they get the one they want to post or they put on 12 filters. It doesn't matter. It's all about getting the angle right that suits you and having the confidence and getting used to taking your own picture and popping it up online. Um, And then in between, we have just different inspirational things going on. So um yeah it's really good bang for your buck for 4.99 I have to say but it's a journey yeah and and I think that's really important to say as well isn't it these things aren't quick fixes so no matter how much we hear self-love self-care it's not a take a pill do it today you feel this way tomorrow and like you said we can be so motivated to do it and that can be Monday. And then Wednesday, we're back into, oh, God, I got to answer all these emails. I got to bring the kids to the dentist or whatever. We just go back into that, isn't it? So it's being 
conscious, I don't know whether you put it in your diary, Sharon, what do you do to make sure that each week or each day it's in there and we don't just go back to our normal living? Yeah, and I suppose that's the purpose of the self-love club because if you just put your notifications on, you're going to get a beep every day reminding you, um, have you done something for yourself today or whatever. But you're right, it's like taking a vitamin C tablet today and thinking I'm not not going to get cold or winter. It doesn't work that way. It is something that you work on. I'm working on it. I'll work on it, please, God, for the rest of my life because it's more about the journey than the destination as well. You know, you learn so much along the way. So we have that. And then very soon coming out is my online course, which is a self-help, um, self-guide to self-love um, that you can work through yourself. And then I also offer one-to-one mentorship for six yeah. weeks on a program. Which so, I, think, I think the mentorship is brilliant because I, I know for me, anything that I have ever wanted to do or achieve, I always look for somebody who was in the situation I'm in now and has come out of the situation because I think they're the best ways to be able to teach me and say this is how long it'll take Sharon and they can empathize with how you feel so I think you doing the mentoring is absolutely brilliant and just to put you on the spot Sharon if I joined with you tomorrow and let's say one of my things is fear of judgment you know so when I put myself out there and even in pictures you know I'm always I have this little chat around in my head that someone is saying this and someone is saying that and someone is saying, who does she think she is? So if I joined and you were my one-to-one mentor, what's the first thing you would say to me to move me out of that frame? Um, as you say, there's no quick fix to it. There's a whole series of things that I would do with you. Um, but one thing I would teach you first off the bat, if I had to put it into a sentence, would be, other people's opinions are not your facts. Okay. Other people's opinions are not your facts. So what people's opinions are, that's their opinions. That's coming from them. They're not the truth. Okay. They're not your truth. Okay. So learning that what people say and where they're coming from when they say it, it actually, when someone says something nasty, it actually makes you feel sorry for them because, genuinely sorry for them because they're suffering some kind of hurt that has led them to think that of you and it's really sad. So, you know, forgive them for it, but remember that their opinion is not your fact. That's a real powerful way to reframe it. So instead of worrying, are they saying it, are they not saying it, are they saying it, are they not saying it, just accept that if they are saying it, it's still irrelevant. That's really, yeah. really powerful. And Sharon, I suppose, where is the best pay- place for people to find more about Ireland's Got Course, to find more about your self-love club, become mentored by you? Where do you want people to go to? Yeah, if people just simply message me through Facebook for Ireland's Got Curves page, that's brilliant. Um, you can reach me on um, islandsgotcurves at gmail.com, on the website, islandsgotcurves.com. I think at this stage you just put islandsgotcurves into any Google, as they say, <laughs> then um, you'll find me. <laughs> and you have a book, are we allowed to say you have a book coming out at the end of the Yeah, so I'm co-author for a book, um, Love Thy Body Project, and it's coming out in time for Christmas at the end of November. So we've actually, the final draft's just been submitted. And um, it's really hard at the moment because 
I put so much into this book that I don't want to be saying before the book's released. So I'm watching my words all the time. But basically, it talks about me not fitting in all my life. And um, I suppose my tagline is, you don't have to fit in when you were born to stand out. Oh, I think it's going to be brilliant. And I think, like you said, it's going to make a great Christmas present and, and something that I think we can have again on our coffee table and pick up and put down whenever we need it. So Yeah, um, and there'll be Kindle version release first and then the soft copy, whatever it's called, the paperback. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And Sharon, I always ask all of my guests, if you could just leave one parting bit of advice what would yours be for self-love? What's the one thing you would say? I think um, take the first step because with everything, unless you take the first step, you can't do it. So just take the first step and don't judge yourself. Don't be hard on yourself or shame yourself for wanting to love yourself and become your own best friend. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. And I've loved chatting with you, Sharon. And 30 minutes, I've already learned so much from you as always. So you're great to follow. And I'd always recommend anybody to follow Sharon because I do. I love your posts. I find them very inspirational, uplifting. So thank you very much for coming on today. Mm -hmm.